video recordings of this podcast can be found on RaisingEquity.org and Raising Equity on YouTube. Hey folks, welcome to Raising Equity. I'm Dr. Kira Banks, and on today's Diversity Download, I want to talk about activism in the workplace. And it's interesting because everyone has a different reaction to the word activism, um, but the reality is it's not going away. Right, I think people feel like, oh, we have these periods of of protest in the world, and people think they're activists, and then they'll realize that the workplace isn't the place for that. I don't think so. I don't think it's going away. In fact, it might be increasing, and it's it's it reminds me of a talk that I gave back in 2015. Uh, I feel like I'm dating myself. Like it was after uh, I was a consultant for the Ferguson Commission. And so in the St. Louis region, there was still a lot of conversation about like, what's next? What are we, the Ferguson uprising was not over and business leaders in the region came together and I gave a talk and it was named from campus to corporate, understanding the young people who were engaging in protest across the country. If you recall, there were a series of protests on college campuses, uh, activists, student activists taking over administration buildings, having demands. And, and there were a lot of folks who were saying, oh, these young people, they're just out of hand. And, and who do they think they are? And I had the perspective from a developmental perspective as a psychologist of realizing, having been on the streets with a lot of frontline activists in Ferguson, that these young people were, were there was a cohort effect. They were different in a way. They had been taught and raised in a time where they were told if they just worked hard and you know did what they needed to do, that things would be okay. And what I saw is many of them didn't realize, didn't fully realize the depth of how racism was so insidious and would impact them, their loved ones, right? They knew, some of them knew it existed, but didn't understand how violent it was. And when they woke up to that, they they were upset and they weren't just appreciative that they were let in the doors and and let into the halls of these institutions, they wanted full rights and citizenship, right? So it wasn't as we saw during movement time of the 60s where doors were eked open and maybe a small number of black students were were brought to campus. And many of them, my mother being one of them, were activists on campus and fought for spaces, whether black houses, ethnic studies, you'll hear the history of that sort of activism. The students that I was seeing in 2014, 15, and beyond were not satisfied with simply having a Black house. They were not satisfied with being relegated to ethnic studies. They wanted to have the space and the the opportunity to take up space across campus, which they really deserve as students, right? And I'm not saying that other students in the past didn't want all of that, but these students felt clearly entitled, and I think in a way felt as if society told them that's what they were going to get. And so how dare they relegate them to just a corner of campus? And the reason I felt like it was important for for me to share this kind of critical consciousness raising that I saw happening in a particular way with these students, I think also birthed inside a society that was still trying to to portray a colorblind, minimize race perspective was because they weren't going to change. This was understanding who they were and that if they were on college campuses at this moment, 
giving these demands, they were soon going to be in corporate spaces making different but similar demands that that they needed to understand that those were going to be their employees in a few years. And so I I think we're seeing that a bit. George Floyd's murder in 2020, you had folks within workplaces that were not willing to just sit by and let symbolic statements satiate them. In fact, they were more offended when companies made symbolic statements and didn't back it up with action. Those young people, right, are some of those young people were in college, have a few years under their belt in a workplace, might be in positions of somewhat power in an organization. Like those are those same kids, whether they were on college campuses engaging in activism or watching it happen, right? They were of that era. And so I think it's really interesting that many organizations are grappling with what does it look like to support activism within the workplace, not squelch it. Because oftentimes when you squelch it and resist it, it can grow and become stronger. And so I I want to want us to start to think about how we hold and support activism in the workplace. What are the places that that we can give folks who are engaged in activism? What are the places within the workplace that we can help them, help us make those symbolic statements a reality, right? I think it's going to require leadership to acknowledge that there's a gap in their knowledge that most folks who are in leadership positions present day, if they think about the training that they received, whether it was through an MBA program or leadership development or however they came through the ranks in their field, most of the folks who are in leadership positions right now did not have coursework or theories that they were taught about leadership through an equity lens or leadership taking into consideration diversity or inclusion. So there's a gap in knowledge and leadership, some are really wanting to say we want to do the right thing, but they don't know how. And there's a, a, a gap here that I really do think we can work together, a younger generation that is on fire and are activists, an older generation that some of which are wrapping their mind around the need to change, to innovate, realizing how diversity does equal innovation, and that we can work together if if we can create an environment within our workplaces that isn't contentious or an environment within our even universities that isn't contentious. So I want us to think about if you're in a leadership position, how do you have explicit conversations around what activism is, how you will embrace it, uh, what it looks like to support it in the workplace, to support your employees developing a sense of themselves in this work. Uh, And then also, how do you support those folks who are in middle management or kind of director positions, maybe not executive C-suite, but people managers in a way, because they're really at the front lines. A lot of the research shows that the top of the top can needs to have a statement and values that articulate what it believes in in terms of DEI. But it really is those those folks who are people leaders in that middle management that that employees have daily contact with. So we also have to support them in knowing how to translate the, those visions and 
depending on where the structure of the organization or where they are in their own development, those folks might be between those kind of two co- two cohorts that I talked about in terms of the older generation that did not have training, explicit training, developmental training around DEI and equity explicitly, and younger folks who have been raised in a era of a very clear movement spaces throughout the world. Because I mean, movement doesn't ever die. It's always ongoing. But we have had some pretty active moments of protest uh, that have been public and not just in public spaces, but also within institutions and organizations. So I wanted to share these thoughts. And I'm curious yours in terms of what you're seeing inside workplaces. Are you seeing different business resource groups, employee resource groups, engaging in activism as they push leadership to to make different proclamations and not just make them, but put action behind them? And how are you seeing uh, organizations support that, that spirit of activism? I do think there's no going back. I do think that it's not like, oh, let us hold our breath until this is over, that this sense of I am an employee inside an organization, but I also know that my organization is inside of a larger ecosystem system society. Uh, that that awareness and that that na- navigating those tensions, I think, is going to increase. And so, it's important for us to to think about how we support employees in that in that awareness, in that development, really, especially given like the great resignation as a, as an institution, you need to be thinking about how are we supporting our employees so that even if we're not perfect, which we won't be right, how can we help them know that we, that we do support their, their ideas, their values, their desire for us to improve? And how do we maybe in a way use their energy to, to teach us, to guide us, uh, as we learn as leadership, what we need to do. So rather than resisting activism, I think we need to think about how to ride the wave, be part of the change. Uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. And I, th- I think this question of what it looks like to support employees in activism is a question of our, of our time. So I'd be curious if you all have examples and maybe personally what it looks like to be in a workplace that is open to you expressing your opinions, your, your beliefs, and how you want those to align with the organization or how you want the organization to, to show up in the community, in society. Um, and I hope that this gave you some things to think about because I, I do believe that it's a question that we're going to be grappling with for some time. And it's a great one, right? That, that we really can think about how activism within our workplaces might be some of the spark that helps us have sustainable change over time. So thanks for joining me on Raising Equity. You can find me on all my socials. I'm Dr. Kira Banks on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Kira Banks on Twitter. Thanks for joining me on Raising Equity. Raising Equity.